Hello and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are, with me as your host, Sarah Poet. Now, if the word sacred is throwing you a little bit, that's okay. Have you had that moment as a modern woman where you went, wait, I left something of myself back there along the way? Well, if so, then you're already on a path of sacred remembering and you're actually in the right place. We know that modern women are rising, but we don't do it by fighting. We do it by remembering who we are and standing in that truth. And here in this space, we remember together through stories and tools and curiosity. And in doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. Now let's begin. Hello, hello, audience, and welcome to the season two intro of the Sacred Remembering podcast. Sacred Remembering, in this case, is modern women waking up to the truth of who you are, uh, who we are individually and collectively. And in doing so, oh my gosh, we are creating quite the positive ripple of change on the planet. So welcome, whether this is your first episode or you have been devoted since the beginning, uh, welcome and thank you for being here. I'm Sarah Poet. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. So season one is 30 episodes plus about four bonuses. And um, that took place from about October of 2019 to May 2020. So what is that? About six or seven months, right? And um, that was the first, the first wave. And holy moly, if there, <laughs> that was quite a powerful wave, y'all. Thank you for being here. Um, if you were one of those interviews, those amazing interviews, and we really am looking at the, the recap right now on my computer screen. And I mean, we talked about owning stories. We talked about um, becoming leaders. We talked about many facets of leadership in women and um, what feminine leadership really looks like in the new world that we're creating. We talked a lot about embodiment and sensations and changes that occurred in the body that really led to massive awakenings. Um, we heard stories of trauma and sexual trauma and deep, deep self-doubts and rifts with the self that, um, that then were reclaimed, you know, relationships with self and relationships with the sacred self that were reclaimed and that we continue to reclaim. So the list goes on. Thank you so much for all of those interviews. Um, the, the May 2020 uh, theme of the mother and the archetypal mother, that was such a fun collection of interviews uh, to do and um, such an important theme. So after I did that, that series of interviews, I was like, okay, you know, that feels like the end of 
a season. And so what comprises a podcast season? So I looked it up, I Googled it. And uh, essentially it was like, whatever you want is a podcast season. (laughs) I was like, great. That was season one. And um, I think with with season two comes a bit of a different energy. Um, These interviews have been taking place since coronavirus, since, um, you know, all of these changes in the world. And I see now to why season two feels like the ante was going to be upped a little bit because the ante is upped. What does that even mean? I don't know. I'll have to look that up. But, um, you know, the world is more potent. And so it's more important than ever that we come into the sacred truth of who we are. And I could say so much about why this is so important, but I'm going to give the cliff notes right now. The sacred truth of who we are is at the core love. And what the world needs more than ever is pure alignment with love. And so when we are out of alignment with who we are and we identify with our traumas or the past or what someone has taken from us or the things that have happened to us, which is really tempting to do, I still am so tempted sometimes to go ahead and associate with those traumas really grateful for the <laughs> the good friends that call me out, you know, the, the self-practices that pull me back out of that. But when we're doing that, we are out of alignment with love and we are more aligned with separation. When we are identifying with the traumas of the past and who took what from us and what we have not yet become, those are all stories of separation, separation from the self, separation from the sacred, and separation from love, from love itself. So this is the this is the path, right? Like all roads lead home, all roads lead to love. And so looking inside and remembering that sacred truth of who we are is actually not a selfish path. Okay. So in a world of separation, someone might judge you and say, well, that is so selfish to focus on you when there's so much going on in the world. And I'm here to say that that's actually what you need to do first. Okay. Because if you are in a story of lack or you're in a story of shame about what you have not become yet or have not done yet or have not achieved yet, or, you know, you don't understand racism yet, you're not a good ally yet, you know, like all of those things, then that is going to create a life of action and perpetuation that is based on separation. It's based on separation from love. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm not there yet. Right. And so then you're striving, striving, striving. So we're all still human. If we're listening to this in a, in a human body, hopefully, you know, the, the unseen realms are listening as well and supporting all of us. And for that, we give great, great thanks. But, you know, here we are listening to podcasts in human bodies. And so what that actually means is that we're all still imperfect. <laughs> because if we were perfect, we wouldn't need to be in a human body anymore. So, you know, there's, there's that, but, but that seems like a, a pretty mighty goal. So while we're here, in human bodies, you know, we're imperfect. And so accepting that, 
accepting that, yes, we're imperfect and we're always learning and we're always in this um, quest, you know, for greater love. That quest can be a quest that is aligned with love, aligned with truth, aligned with sacred, and aligned with the truth of who you are, the truth of who we each are. So I want to kick season two off here with with a conversation about devotion. And I really want to invite an inquiry here, like an inquiry within you. Um, Because while I'm some sort of teacher, I am not, you know, I'm, I'm not above your own sacred journey in any way. And so I'm inviting here a uh, reflection, a contemplation on the topic of devotion. And, and this is where I've been led recently, you know, as I'm, as I'm looking at everything going on in the world, and I'm looking at really the end of the patriarchy and the potential end of trauma, even though we see so much um, trauma kicked up, you know, this really is the potential end of trauma. I've talked about this in different areas. Uh, please, you know, leave leave comments, contact me, ask me to talk about uh, whatever snippets I give that you want to hear more about, you know, please. Um, I, I love to know who I'm talking to and what you all want to hear. But, you know, at the, at the end of the patriarchy, which is the crumbling that we're seeing, it's also the potential end of trauma, which means that we need to stop identifying with the trauma. We need to stop identifying with separation and the bad things that have happened to us. And instead, align to the sacred truth of who we are. So with this comes a very, very important distinction in how we approach our self-improvement because we're, we're not perfect, but we like to grow, right? I love to grow. Um, when I am in association with trauma and separation, my self-work that's based in lack, like an I'm not there yet, I'm not enough yet, that self-work is not delicious. That self-work feels like, you know, a reinforcement of, of not being enough. That's, uh, that kind of self-work feels like uh, hustle. That's the word, right? It feels like hustle. And so if we acknowledge that we're still human, but we also acknowledge that we are going to align with the the truth of who we are and the sacred truth itself, which is one and the same, right? Because it's all love at the core. Then that kind of self-work, that kind of curiosity, it opens up into love. Can you feel that? Can you feel the difference? I'm feeling it energetically right now. And that is a path of devotion, a, a path of devotion. So devotion for a lot of us, myself included, devotion has like a religious connotation, right? So I kind of want to talk about that. And 
Uh, <laughs> I actually am prompted to tell a little story. So this is, um, I'm actually recording this on a Sunday morning. Uh, very impromptu. I was uh, in the woods and, and thinking about season two and walking around and, um, and this idea came and, and I was like, oh, I need to go record, you know, and this is Sunday morning, right? So for many, many years of my life, I was um, made to go to church every Sunday morning. And then when I was 16, you know, the little feminist in, in myself, you know, I didn't, I didn't give her enough credit. But the little, the little young feminist in myself always knew that the church that I was raised within, um, you know, my father's church, my father's choice, that church actually... Um, I could pick up on the degradation of the environment and of, of the feminine, like from my earliest memories, honestly. And I began asking those questions and I wanted out. I wanted out very early. And so somehow my father granted me that permission at the age of 16 and we saw it coming. He was like, you have to go until you're 16. You have to sit in that pew every single Sunday until you're 16. And so that's what I did. And then um, when I turned 16, I did not go back. Uh, I could say a lot more about that, but, you know, uh, so those early memories of religion and the separation of the feminine and the feminine archetype, you know, including the environment, including women's bodies, um, the separation of the sacred nature of that has created within us this curiosity, like, well, if I am not represented inside of walls that are supposedly holy, then where is my sacredness? And I think a lot of us are on a journey to reclaim that. And maybe we don't even know that we're on that journey to reclaim that. So that's part of the reason why I'm speaking that right here, that we're separated from our holy nature, um, often as women from a very, very young age. And then there's a fight that happens. There's a fight that ensues, uh, you know, a fight against the church, a fight against father, a fight against patriarchy, you know, and then it's like, we're up against the man as long as we're in that like the man took something from us that took our holy nature from us our sacred holy nature from us and so like we're up against it and that's where my friends my friends my sisters that is where we perpetuate separation within ourselves so that's the trauma that when we continue to tell that story and I have been there and I have told that story and I know that story well and I know that those traumas have been very, very, very real. But I am asking us to please consciously now reclaim the sacred truth of who we are as women and go into the curiosity of, well, let me consider that I was sacred all along. Let me consider that indeed nothing was ever taken from me because it couldn't possibly be. Let me remember the sacred truth of who I am. And that is a path of love. And that is a path of devotion. So it's Sunday morning, as I speak these words into my computer, and I'm looking out over a mountain view. And the fact that it's Sunday is not lost on me. 
And recently, so in about month four or five of the six-month journey of the Sacred Truth Mastermind that started in January of 2020, I said, you know, women, we really need to come to this space more as if it's temple, more as if it is sacred space. I mean, good good grief. We're calling it the sacred truth mastermind. And each woman is on this quest to remember the sacred truth of who she is. And oh my God, it's happening. And so the, (laughs) I said, you know, let's come as if this is church. Well, that was pretty confusing because there's all sorts of uh, connotations with church, right? And then someone joked and they said, the church of Sarah poet. And I said, oh no, no, oh no, 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 no. The church of who are. Do y'all feel that? Do y'all feel that? Like what happens if you, in your own sacred devotion on a daily basis, see your own life as holy devotion? Okay. I know I'm, I'm asking a lot right now, (laughs) but, um, it's just where I'm at. That's just where I'm at. So it's not the Church of Sarah Poet. It's not the Church of anybody but you, okay? And actually what happened in the mastermind after that was that we started showing up in a different way. Each woman started showing up in a different way when it hit home that the practice of devotion to the sacred truth of who we are is a walk that each of us take. And is a choice that each of us take. So, mm, mm, mm. so devotion, devotion. So hustle comes from separation, comes from association with trauma. Devotion comes from love, comes from being a seeker comes from considering that you, yourself, in your daily life, exactly wherever you are, you are on a sacred and holy journey. Okay? That's really what I want us to consider. And then how do, how do things change? How do things change when we begin to look at life that way? And um, this is my personal inquiry right now, and, and I'm bringing it forward. So for 30 days in the Sacred Remembering Facebook group, uh, I'm going to be talking about devotion. You'll probably see it all over my social media. And again, you know, I'm just raising the questions. I'm, I'm raising questions for us to try to make this shift that's fear-based into one that's love based and a cultivation, a cultivation of the sacred self and the sacred truth. Um, There is another sacred truth mastermind beginning in August of 2020. We are in potent, potent times. I have chills at the top of my head as I'm saying this. And so the next round of the women's sacred truth mastermind um, is going to be coming, I believe, August 19th, 2020. So if you go to sarahpoet.com, there is a mastermind tab and you can actually put in your email to be among the first to get the information. Of course, there's probably going to be like early bird discounts and that kind of thing. But I want any woman who 
who is called to this work and called to herself right now in, you know, in big, big ways um, to consider this. So actually at this point, I am sort of prompted to go back in time a little bit and start talking about, you know, what happened at the beginning of COVID-19, because I don't think that I put this to voice in any podcast bonus or anything like that, though I talked about it in a couple of episodes, some are still yet to yet to be released in season two, y'all. Yeah, I've been recording these interviews and they are potent. Please come back. Please come back and listen to all of the brilliance that these women are bringing. So, um, okay. So at the beginning of coronavirus, uh, you know, we had the big, the big pause, like nobody can go anywhere. We had the quarantine, right? That was really startling to a lot of people, obviously, duh. But specifically, I was really looking at the nervous systems of women. So we've been, you know, as a culture of women, we have been in a perpetual hustle. Like, uh, go watch my TED Talk if you haven't heard it yet. You know, I talk about that that hustle in my life. And and we've been coming out of this for... (sighs) you know, as we come into the awareness, some, some people are like, we've been in the awareness. Some people are just waking up to this awareness. Like, oh, it's not working anymore. It's not working anymore for me to go to an office and try to climb a ladder of a hierarchy and be in charge and be exhausted and eat a lunch that, you know, gives me IBS symptoms, but then I try to like hide it all afternoon and I'm super tired and I just jack myself up on another cup of coffee. How do I know so much about this? Oh, that was my life. Um, And then you like pick up the kids from school and you go home and you try to do like the positive parenting thing and the homework thing. And, you know, it's just like, how in the fucking world would it be possible for people to truly juggle all that for women to juggle all that meanwhile waking up to like oh i need to you know balance my hormones in in a different way and oh i need to like eat different food and nourish my body in a different way and go to a couple yoga classes anyway we just know that that's not working right and we talked about that in season one quite a bit through different interviews. And so I think like the beginning of coronavirus was really about women waking up to that with this pause that was inserted. And then, and then I heard so many women over, over the weeks and I did a small group called choosing nourishment. So it was like in that time of this, like what the breaks are put on. And now all of this is like in the mirror of my life. Like I'm looking at what my life has been like. We did a seven week series called choosing nourishment. And what does it look like to start to do life differently or to choose nourishment? And you know what I heard is that so many people during that time, so many women during that time, um, not just in that group that, that I was a part of, but I've been talking to women who own businesses and, and they're saying like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Um, I'm talking to women business owners who have employees who are women who have said, oh my gosh, I'm going to follow my dreams right now. So there was this awakening. Like that was the first wave of the awakening that that is I don't know part of the potential at this time part of the potential at this time 
so COVID was like, hey, this isn't working anymore. What are we going to do about it? And with that, I really saw a lot of potential, right? I was like, oh my gosh, the the feminine is here. The feminine is rising. Um, Like, are we going to realize it? And then um, what's happening now with the awareness of the, the racial injustice that has been such a part of our culture What's happening now is more fear in the collective. So on top of the fear that was that was coronavirus, now we have even more fear. And I think in it could evoke in us um, more feelings of shame, more feelings of not enoughness, more feelings of inadequacy, and more feelings, you know, as women of, well, how do I get out there and do more and be more and um, provide more? And it's like, yeah, we, you know, we're all awakening. And when we are awakening to the injustices and the traumas that have existed both in our lives and in the collective, there is a choice point that I want to specifically call out here. Um, And of course, it goes much, much deeper that there's a there's a choice to continue to align with that inadequacy, that that shame, and the trauma, which will will get us more back into the loop of not enoughness. Or from this point, and this is why I started saying this, from this point, when we recognize that what the world needs is more love, more regulation more resiliency of a beautiful sort. What what answer I am led to, and it's not the be-all end all answer, it's like a direction, right? Where where my compass in my heart, where it points to is devotion and devotional practices. Because there's no way that we can solve these quote unquote problems. There's no way that we can solve them if we are hustling to do more and hustling to take care of it or hustling to be enough. There's just not. So this is the end of patriarchy. It is the end of a trauma-based system. It is the end of an association of trauma. If you cannot see that, just like hear my words and consider that they're possibility. And turn toward a curiosity of, well, what is devotion in my life? Not devotion to a God or an idea that is outside of yourself that you have associated with doubt, or you have associated with some of that um, oppression or trauma that you've experienced. But now I'm asking you to consider what is devotion to love in your life? What is devotion to your sacred truth in your life as you walk forward and what is devotion what is devotional practice in your life you know and if and if what you were taught sitting in somebody else's church as a young person like me like if that doesn't resonate with you anymore or if you have had positive experiences with religion but but you're like "Hmm, that still feels out of out of touch with myself or outside of myself, you know, I want to, I want you to consider what are devotional practices 
to your own sacred nature that you are willing to cultivate right now? And that's a big question. It's, it's kind of like a nebulous question, right? So let me kind of give a few examples. You know, sitting down every day and breathing on purpose for five minutes. It's like the other day I was really tired, um, was having an, a little bit of a, like an adrenal, uh, you know, depletion. And I had the choice point to keep going and push through or to set my timer on my phone for five minutes and sit down and breathe on purpose and let my sympathetic nervous system relax and that rest and digest parasympathetic nervous system come back online. And that's what I did. So I chose the five minute timer, right? So you can choose that. That's like devotion to the wellness in the body, mind, soul, right? You can be in devotion to learning, right? So there's so much up in the field right now about racism. Of course, there there is and there should be a lot coming to light. But you can read, you know, a book about racism and, and do that in a shame orientation. Or you can read a book about that to educate yourself through the lens of love and devotion. Do you see what I'm saying? So like it can sometimes be the same action, but you're orienting toward love and devotion of yourself and of all life. You can take a walk and exercise your body because you have a goal to lose 10 pounds, which is um, potentially, you know, this is coming out of a a client experience right now. This this example that I'm lifting up, like you can, you can seek to improve your body because it feels like something's wrong with your body or you can take a walk in loving devotion and notice the the movement of your body and notice like how the air feels on your skin and notice, you know, what happens like after you go for that run and then stretch afterwards, the feeling of satisfaction, right? This is devotion. And we usually don't talk about the, the goals and the to-do lists and, and the tasks and things like that. We usually don't talk about that in the, through the lens of devotion. And I'm saying, what happens if we do? What happens if we do? What happens if we stop doing things because we think we're lacking and we shift perspective or do new things or do the same things with a different perspective toward a curiosity of devotion? I think that we would be gentler on ourselves. And the other thing is that we would be more aligned to the feminine. We would be more aligned to the feminine heart. We would be getting the information through the sacred truth of who we are, and that guides our actions. So this is a different way of interacting with our lives. It's a different way of being in the world. And it's really important. And it, it requires <laughs> something huge. It, re- it requires you to consider that you can light your own path. It requires you to consider that you have these answers inside of you. It requires you to consider, like I'm seeing with these beautiful women in this mastermind, that the things that you have known all along about yourself are the superpowers that will guide the rest of your path. And in fact, it is the sacred alignment that will 
lead you to experience life in the way you want to experience life. It's like coming home. And so when we're separated from that sacred truth of who we are, we don't know what home is. We don't know what enough feels like. We don't know if it's okay to be us, right? I know every woman listening knows that feeling. And so, sister, what does it feel like if you align to a devotion that says, you know what, I'm going to get curious about my sacred truth. I'm going to get curious about who I really am and this idea that the sacred lives inside of me and that I'm not lacking for anything. And at the same time, I can always improve because that's life and that's the path of love. Okay, do you feel that difference? So, welcome to season two. Go on over to the Sacred Remembering Facebook group and, um, you know, check in there, answer the questions, let me know that you're there, and then you'll, you'll enter into the group, and it's totally free, and we're having a conversation there about devotion for the rest of June and into the beginning of July, and I really encourage you to bring what you are noticing about devotion. This is a very early inquiry, okay? So you can share existing practices, but you can also share practices that are brand new to you or just like we're following the breadcrumbs. We talk about that a lot on this podcast, following the breadcrumbs. And so I encourage you to post about what breadcrumbs you are following that are leading you to the sacred truth of who you are and, um, and tell us how that feels, you know, like if you're struggling with guilt and shame and selfishness and things like that, like those, those programs, I'll call them programs because that's what they are. They're bullshit. You know, you can talk about that and then we together can remind one another that even though we're imperfect, there is a sacred truth and there is an alignment with love that we are coming to and it is powerful and it is a sacred feminine returning. It is like the sacred, um, it's like the feminine heart of Christ. It's that Christ consciousness that's returning. And in my opinion, this is how we do it. Okay. So we're not in a devotion to something outside of ourselves that tells us who we are. I'm kind of repeating myself right now, but this is a new concept for some of you. And (laughs) I might be repeating it right now because it's a concept that, that of course, we're still growing into, right? This is the turn of time. This is the turn of like, of, of just millennia of programming in the way we have been thinking and, and being and existing and yet not thriving and it's because we've been separated from the sacred truth of who we are okay and we are remembering now and that is what the sacred remembering is all about so thank you for being here season two is now underway i am so excited and um I would really, really appreciate if you would go onto the platform where you listen to podcasts, 
And yeah, this is like a straight up favor. And I'm asking you, and I know it takes a little bit of time, but I'm, I'm asking you to plug a little energy into this podcast right now. So if you'll go into the platform where you listen to podcasts, whether that's Apple or Spotify, and go ahead and rate this podcast and leave a review. That would be great. And then it would give an energetic bump, right? Like a little bit of uh, oomph to the podcast, into the world. You know, the other thing I'm going to ask you is to share this with, I was going to say one woman, but like, heck, share it with three. Share this podcast with three women that you know that you're like, hey, I know that you've been asking some questions and I think that this just might be like one inspiring um, platform for you to be a part of and learn about yourself. And then come to the Sacred Remembering group and I'm going to be talking about, you know, different topics as far as devotion goes. I'm going to be <laughs> learning about devotion and being in devotion right alongside each and every one of you. And um, I can't wait. I can't wait. I really, really believe that this is a very, very potent time. Uh, clearly it is, because there wouldn't be so much unrest if there weren't. But it's also, with all of this unrest, it's very important that we stay focused. And we need to stay focused in love and in the heart. And we need to stay focused on truly becoming the, the people that we are here to be and serving in the way that we are meant to serve. And the only way that we are truly going to make an impact in the world is not through the hustle, but it is through the alignment with sacred truth and knowing who you are. So sister, woman, I am so glad that you are here. I support you wholeheartedly. I believe in you wholeheartedly. And I know the power that you possess in claiming that you are walking back to your sacred truth. It is a very, very powerful statement of reclamation. It's maybe the most important one we can ever make, in my opinion. And uh, I believe in it wholeheartedly. It doesn't mean the path is going to be easy, but keep coming back because um, in this podcast, in these interviews, season one, season two, forever of this podcast, we're going to be really honest about what does come up on this journey of sacred remembering. And um, we are going to normalize that this is what we're going through and that this is who we are. Okay, so no, it's not all love and light, but um, it is a path of devotion back to the heart, and that is what we are committed to. I love you. So sincerely, I say that, and I am in devotion to this podcast, to these conversations, to the growth of each and every woman listening, and to the growth of every human on the planet, to the sacred rebalancing of the masculine and the feminine that came to be at this time okay we're in a powerful potent time thank you for being here so much love and i'll see you soon thank you so much for being here thank you for listening today as always you can find me at sarahpoet.com you can find some of the things that i mentioned in this episode my tedx 
the Mastermind information for August of 2020. The Sacred Truth Mastermind, the enrollment is going to be opening uh, in July for that. You can find that there. And uh, you can also schedule with me there. You can you can sign up for my emails and get a embodied breath meditation. It's all on my website. You know how we do. We, we collect it in that place. And then also, as we talked about in this episode, um, head on over to Facebook and the Sacred Remembering Facebook group. Um, and you'll have to answer a few questions and then come on in the group. So let's grow this thing. Please invite your friends. Um, I really like the organic growth that's happening right now with this 30 days of devotion in the sacred remembering group. There is a lot of, um, you know, value that women are finding and then they're asking a friend to come and asking a friend. And, um, that's wonderful. Let's really just, spread the permission to live in this personal truth and spread, um, you know, the, the potency (laughs) of what happens in inside of women and among women and for the world when we allow ourselves to remember the truth of who we are. Thank you for being here. It is my absolute pleasure to be here with you and reach out anytime at sarah at sarahpoet.com. And I will see you next week for uh, the beginning of the interview series for season two. Much love. This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Remember that you are not alone on the sacred path, and women are rising now together. You can visit my website, sarahpoet.com, for more tools and inspiration to support your sacred remembering path. Please be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to hear from you. Stay connected, and here's to your path of sacred remembering.